Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, broadcasting from the Cellmark Studios. Colleen Daniel is here, as always, socially distancing from home, along with the About Mansfield news team. This is episode 54. It's our first episode of the new year and our first program of our second year in existence. We greatly appreciate you being here with us. Coming up on this episode, Mansfield news, sports, and weather for the upcoming week. And don't forget the trivia question of the week for a $40 gift card to First Watch Cafe. Let's take a look at the stories we're covering this week. This week, the COVID-19 epidemic continues its spread in Mansfield, and the trends are worsening. Temporary waiver on vehicle title and registration is nearing its end. City of Mansfield offers a simple solution to recycle your Christmas tree. Far Best Theater continues to offer up entertainment in a tough year for the arts. The first baby born in Mansfield in 2021 is a girl. For Mansfield ISD, it's down to one team in the high school football playoffs. We take a look at Summit's chances in sports. Home Improvement Specialist Terry Radswin is off this week. We'll catch up with him next week in the Ask Terry segment. Alexa is here with our seven-day weather forecast, and Steve will talk in studio with local musician Wayne Willingham. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hey, business owners. Have you thought about growing your business through social media but don't know where to start? Never fear. I'm Sonia Salazar, and Wise Media Group is here offering coaching for do-it-yourself social media marketing, or we can do it for you. We have packages for every budget. Wise Media Group specializes in organic Facebook and Instagram growth. Let's get Mansfield businesses connected in 2021. Give us a call for a free 30-minute consultation at 817-913-2989. That's 817-913-2989. Or find us on social media at Wise Media Group. That's Wise, W-Y-S-E, Media Group on Facebook and Instagram. Wise Media Group, helping you make wise social media marketing decisions in 2021. Did you know that Southwestern Adventist University is located right in our backyard? With a small, safe campus, Swawu provides a Christ-centered learning environment with hands-on experiences and dedicated professors. For a limited time, local freshmen enrolling for fall 2021 will receive a stackable $3,000 scholarship. Interested in becoming a pastor, chaplain, or a Bible teacher? Earn a psychology degree at Southwestern Adventist University. Learn more at swau.edu. Your logo or emblem defines who you are, so why not show it off with custom printed shirts? I'm Dana Wood with Ohana Screen Printing. We are a custom screen printing company and can print your design or help you create a new design. While t-shirts are our specialty, we can print on all kinds of apparel such as masks, hoodies, bags, you name it. Ohana means family and that's exactly why we started Ohana Screen Printing, to bring our family and community together through creative expression. We look forward to adding you to our family. Rest assured that when you do business with Ohana Screen Printing, that your dollars stay local as we are a family-owned business based right here in Mansfield. If you're part of a business, organization, or sports team looking to make a visual presence, hit us up on Facebook or ohanascreenprinting.com. That's ohanascreenprinting.com. 
Hi, this is Philip Washington Jr., and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. This portion of the news is brought to you by Ohana Screen Printing. The COVID-19 epidemic continues to spread in Mansfield. Roving science reporter Dennis Webb has the story. Dennis? Thanks, Steve. On Monday, January the 4th, Tarrant County reported 4,463 Mansfieldians as having tested positive. 3,086 are estimated to have recovered in 63 citizens have died since the start. We had 468 new cases this past week, up from the previous week, still another record high. The county estimates we have 1,377 active cases in Mansfield. That's the number of fellow citizens who could pass the virus to another citizen if both are not taking protective measures. This is also a record high. For context today, there are almost nine times more people estimated to be carrying the virus in Mansfield than back in September. This means if you are out and about with random fellow citizens, you are nine times more likely to catch the virus here than back in September, if you are not all taking protective measures. We had five new COVID-19 deaths in Mansfield this past week. Johnson County didn't report last week because their whole emergency department has been supporting the vaccination effort, and Mansfield ISD has not resumed reporting after the holiday break. At the end of December, Mansfield Method Hospital reports its beds were 86% occupied, with 56% of the total beds holding COVID patients. The intensive care unit is full, with 75% of the ICU beds supporting COVID patients. The Kindred Long-Term Care Facility, the other older hospital, has no COVID patients, but its small ICU is full with other kinds of patients. We still haven't seen reporting on the new Texas Health Hospital. For reference, There are five times as many COVID patients in Mansfield Methodist Hospital than back in mid-September. There are four times as many COVID patients in our hospital's intensive care unit than in mid-September. And uh, the current report, Methodist ICUs are full. In county-wide numbers, Tarrant County averaged 2,276 new cases each day last week, continuing that increasing trend. Test positivity has climbed to 24%, suggesting there are a lot more people out there carrying the virus than are known. Countywide hospitalization with the virus has increased to today's value of 1,428 citizens in a hospital bed with the virus in the county, another record high. The county reported 117 deaths this past week, not a record high, but close. Over the holidays, Tarrant County Public Health did a big update to their daily report, sharing some new data on a daily basis. And you can watch for yourself on the link on today's program's links on the About Mansfield website. Among the new reporting is a current value of R sub T. That's capital R with a little T in parentheses. This is a term epidemiologists use to measure whether the epidemic is spreading as it is here now or withering away as we need it to be. R sub T is the effective reproduction number in the local epidemic. The county describes this is the number of people that one infected person will pass the virus to on average. If R sub T is less than 1, the epidemic is starting to go away. If R sub T is more than 1, 1.0, the spread of the epidemic is increasing as we've been seeing locally since September, meaning more people are going to get it. Today, the county reports that R sub T is 1.12. 
Another way to look at this, the data is telling the county that for every 100 people who are known to have the virus today, they will infect another 112 people in the coming days. A few days ago, when I first saw this report, R sub T was 1.04. Better than today's number, but still troubling. I expect the county is now sharing R sub T because we are now getting citizens vaccinated and a successful immunization campaign will bring the number down. I will start reporting this indicator as along with a reminder of what it means because I have trouble keeping it in my head. We have some good COVID-19 news this week. In the three weeks the COVID-19 vaccines have been in Tarrant County, over 22,000 doses have been administered and some healthcare workers are starting to get their second dose. The state of Texas is now allowing the next category, category 1B, that's us older folks and younger ones with certain health conditions, to be eligible for the vaccines subject to availability. Tarrant County has a website where you can make a reservation to get immunized, and the link can be found on the About Mansfield website's links for today's program. I urge patience, as this is a new system and there may be kinks in the startup. County Judge Glenn Whitley still requests that we continue following his recommended measures of masking, distancing, hand washing, avoiding crowds, and stay home if you can. As always, we welcome any science questions from listeners. Just put your question in an email to info at aboutmansfield.com. From the Roving Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. If you are overdue, it's time to renew. The temporary waiver of certain vehicle title and registration requirements will end in mid-April. The waiver was announced by Governor Greg Abbott in March of 2020 due to the COVID-19 pandemic. There are three ways to renew your vehicle registration. Online, by logging on to texas.gov, by mailing the bottom portion of your registration renewal form, payment, and other required information to your county tax assessor collector, or in person by visiting the Tarrant County Tax Assessor's Office at the Mansfield Sub Courthouse on East Broad Street. The expiring temporary waiver covers initial vehicle registration, vehicle registration renewal, vehicle titling, renewal of permanent disabled parking placards, and 30-day temporary permits. If you have any questions, you can call the Tarrant County Tax Assessor Collector at 817 884 1100. Taking down the Christmas tree is a sure sign that the holidays are over. Fortunately, the city of Mansfield has come up with a solution to the now what do we do with the tree question. For your convenience, the city has a special drop-off location set up at the Home Depot here in Mansfield. There will be a self-service trailer next to the garden center on the south side of the building where trees may be unloaded. Simply drive up and place the tree in the designated trailer. No artificial trees, flocked trees, garlands, ornaments, string lights, or stands will be accepted as the city is recycling the trees into mulch. It's no secret how hard 2020 has been on the arts in Mansfield, but through it all, the community has supported the hardworking artists and the organizations and kept them afloat. The Far Best Theater on Main Street has continued to operate during the pandemic and has put together a winter lineup that includes a stage performance of the complete works of William Shakespeare Abridged, 
ventriloquist Cat Gravino, the magnificent theater company's presentation of Steel Magnolias, hypnotist Jonathan Yeager, and an evening of music by singer-songwriter Josh Nix. The Far Best Theater has safety protocols in place to maintain social distancing while enjoying an evening of entertainment. To see the list of performance dates and times, log on to farbesttheater.com. The first Mansfield baby of the new year was born Friday morning at Methodist Mansfield Hospital. Malaysia Dodson, a female, was born less than two hours into 2021, saying hello to the world at 1.55 a.m. Malaysia and her parents, Helena and Joseph, were all reportedly doing well. Let's check sports with Tommy Cummings. And then there was one. One Mansfield ISD team remains in the high school football playoffs. Summit. Summit will take its 8-4 record into AT&T Stadium in Arlington at 7 p.m. Friday to take on Denton Ryan. What are Summit's chances? Well, we've brought on Fort Worth Star-Telegram High School Sports Editor Brian Gossett to break it down for us. Brian? Yeah, well, I mean, this is a uh, classic David versus Goliath. You know, Summit going to the state semifinals for the first time, and they're going to take on uh, the state favorite. Uh, Denton Ryan, who's in the semis for the fifth consecutive year and looking to go back to the state title game, uh, fell short last season in the championship against Channel Creek. But, you know, it's it's a Cinderella story for Summit. You know, they weren't kind of weren't even supposed to make the playoffs. You know, their district uh, made some, some rules early on, um, unlike any other districts, uh, and that they, they kind of went to, you know, if any games were canceled and, and not a full district season could be played out, then they were going to pick the playoff teams by winning percentage. Some ended up having the fourth best winning percentage, despite having le- one less district win and losing to uh, Midlothian. Lumpkin finished four and three. Summit finished three and two, but slightly better winning percentage. So they got fourth. So I don't think they were favorite in, in any of their games so far, but now here they are, five rounds deep. They they love the underdog status. Uh, Coach Coach Hall always talks about it. It's all right that they're not picked, but they go out there and they, they battle, and they did last week against Red Oak, who's in their district. I watched that game. It was back and forth, incredible game. Summit started off 14-0. Red Oak came back, led by 10 in the fourth quarter, and, and uh, David Hopkins scored the, the game-winning touchdown there, less than a minute left, so they won 41-38. Here they are again, first uh, trip to the semis. Just just an incredible, incredible year for the Summit Jaguars. What do you expect them to do to be able to beat Ryan, which is undefeated? Are there any weaknesses on Ryan? If they have any weaknesses, uh, I have yet to see it. They're, they are the real deal, the real package, you know, both sides of the ball. And by the quarterback, Seth then again, who's going to Memphis, and they have two of the best athletes in the country in the class of 2021. Taven Sanders, uh, Texas, and Billy Ballman, Oklahoma. Sanders is just crazy. Uh, he's a DN by trade, but he plays receiver. Did it again last week. He catches a uh, touchdown pass one-handed. He's just, like they say, he's a man among boys, uh, and, and Bowman is just one of the fastest players in the country. And their defense, you know, they held Island Park, who's averaging 43 a game, to seven points. I talked to Bowman after that game, and he said, you know, this this Ryan defense this year, is, I go down as uh, 
you know, one of the best in Ryan history, and that says a lot because there's a lot of great defenses that Ryan has had over the years. So, you know, obviously I think a fast start, you know, that that first drive is going to say a lot for Summit, you know, if they can at least drive the ball down the field and get some points, field go a touchdown, you know, that might set the tone there uh, a little bit. But, yeah, Summit's going to have to play a near-perfect game. And like I said, they, they, they weren't expected to be this far, and here they are. So they're going to be underdogs once again. But Summit's, Summit's love that. We appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for uh, giving us the uh, insight on this game. And we look forward to reading uh, everything you do for the Star Telegram. You guys do a great job. That's it for Sports in Mansfield. If you have any sports news, let us know. Reporting for About Mansfield, I am Tommy Cummings. There are a few things you should know if you're planning on going to the Summit football game at AT AT&T Stadium on Friday night. All game tickets are $15 each and must be purchased online. Everyone in attendance over the age of one is required to have a ticket, and no tickets will be sold at the gates. Stadium parking is $20 per vehicle, payable by credit card only. Playoff game tickets are distributed in seat blocks known as pods to maintain social distancing between groups. We have a link to the game tickets on our website at aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the links tab. Saturday is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. Let's all get outside and give a cheery wave to one of Mansfield's finest. Let's find out if Mother Nature is going to cooperate with your outdoor plans. Alexa? In Mansfield for the next seven days. Wednesday, 58 degrees and showers. Thursday, 54 degrees and partly sunny weather. Friday, 54 degrees and lots of clouds. Saturday, 56 degrees and partly sunny weather. Sunday, 48 degrees and snowy, rainy weather. Monday, 51 degrees and lots of sun. Snowy, rainy weather on Sunday? Bring it. According to Tarrant Regional Water District, Mansfield lawns need no irrigation this week. That's right. Keep your sprinklers off. Even though the days will be mostly sunny this week, most lawns in Mansfield are starting to go dormant, which means they require no watering. You can see a map of watering recommendations for North Texas at waterisawesome.com. Congratulations to Jessica Ross, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. How many absences does the Mansfield ISD allow in one school year? According to the MISD website, the Texas Education Agency has stated that no student should be absent for more than 10% of an academic year. Jessica has won a $25 gift card to Dirty Job Brewing. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive $40 in brunch bucks to First Watch Cafe, located in the shops at Broad. First Watch is an award-winning breakfast, brunch, and lunch favorite that specializes in both traditional and innovative creations, all freshly prepared to order. 
Check them out on the web at firstwatch.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, the Mansfield Star Center opened its doors in August of 2018, bringing hockey and other ice-related activities to Mansfield with its two rinks. The two ice rinks are named after two retired hockey players. This week's trivia question is, name one of the two former Dallas Stars players that the rinks at the Mansfield Star Center are named after. Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, name one of the two former Dallas Stars players that the rinks at the Mansfield Star Center are named after. Good luck, and thanks to Ryan at First Watch for the gift card. Coming up after the break, when we switch from news to talk, a conversation with local musician Wayne Willingham. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Hey Mansfield, did you know cannabis is legal in Texas? I'm Sonia Salazar, co-owner of Wise Wellness. As cannabis educators and advocates, we can answer any questions you have regarding hemp-derived CBD. Wise Wellness carries a variety of products, including oils, topicals, edibles, and pet products. We are located on FM 157 beside Mansfield Fun Jewelry. As a thank you to the About Mansfield podcast listeners, we are offering a buy one, get one free special on select products. Just mention the podcast at checkout. Follow us on social media for our latest updates. Search for Wise Wellness. That's WISE, W-Y-S-E, Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. See you soon. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take a second to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly About Mansfield episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help market your podcast. Podcast Mansfield is home to such great local shows, such as Ask Philip. The Face-Off Spot, and Daughter of the Other Woman, just to name a few, and handles post-production duties for remote clients, such as Coaching Through Chaos out of San Diego and Military Resource Radio from Detroit. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located on Heritage Parkway, just off of 287 in Mansfield. For more information on starting your podcast, or if you're looking Looking for a better place to record? Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. That's podcastmansfield.com. Introducing Cold Hammer Stills. What is Cold Hammer Stills? It's a 70 proof chocolate cappuccino liqueur that's been distilled six times with a balanced blend of coffee, light cinnamon, and cocoa to create an enticing, robust flavor. Here, try some. Oh my gosh, Becky, 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 come here. You have to try this. What the? This is so delicious. I've never had anything like this. I need to have some more of this. Find cold hammer stills. Find liqueurs at Total Wine and More or your favorite package store. Ask for it by name. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo as we make the switch from news to talk. And in the studio today, I really don't know a whole lot about him. So we're about to find out here in just a little bit. I do know that he is, uh, he's been a musician for many, many years. He has, uh, uh, some, some connections here in Mansfield, which is uh, why we're having him on the show. And, uh, we welcome Wayne Willingham to about Mansfield. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Steve. Good to see you. You and I met several years ago on the tennis court. And yeah. Thanks for that beating. <laughs> so, and, and, and it probably 
what got us connected musically was uh, it was something I do very frequently on the tennis court is I play air guitar with my tennis racket, <laughs> and, and, and that may have been how we connected musically. Uh, could be. I, I, you know what? I, I I actually think you were wearing a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or something that that uh, cited uh, Berkeley College of Music, and I, we got into that conversation. I do have a hoodie. That there you go from the Berkeley College. Yeah, that's right. It was a very cold. Yes, uh, Bob Knoll tennis tournament. Yes, it was very cold. <laughs> and so I was wearing that that Berkeley hoodie. And since then, and and that day, I or actually I think it was the next day, day two of the tournament, you brought me one of your CDs. Yes, and um, and that's when I learned that Wayne Willingham is a uh, is a musician and uh, and and, and quite traveled <laughs> musician. So I wanted to have you on the show to. Um, Really, to find out about Wayne and and, and uh, where you grew up and 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 things like this. So, uh, are you are you a native Texan? No, I'm not. I grew up in suburban Detroit, Michigan. Suburban. So, in what uh, what little? I, I don't think they call them boroughs. They call well, them. They call them. They call them cities. It was, okay. I, basically, Royal Oak, which is a northern suburb. These days, it is the downtown Royal Oak area is is one of the more artsy areas. Very bohemian and uh, and and very gentrified now, but that's where I grew up. I went to the suburban high school with three thousand kids. I'm a baby boomer all the way, smack dab in the middle of the baby boom. I saw Elvis on Ed Sullivan and then the Beatles and and all that stuff, and I was always very interested in guitar, even when I was probably six or seven years old. And was it as a result of Elvis or Beatles or, or oh, watching? Oh, I think it's... I, I, I don't know how you could possibly say it, it isn't, yeah. uh, but I, I don't know. You're a product of, of your environment, and, and that was my environment. But whenever anybody with a guitar, even if I was watching uh, Grand Ole Opry with my grandparents, you know, I'm watching the guitar players, and I was doing that when I was in single digits still. As a matter of fact, I was probably... Eight years old when I got my first guitar. Okay, eight or nine, something like that. So you're you're growing up in Royal Oak, right, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long did you live there? I lived there until I was 32. Elementary through high school. Oh yeah, uh, college. You a little bit of college. I, I, right. I did college, but I kept I kept having to drop classes because I was going on tour. Because I was one of these people who right out of high school got a job playing uh, lead guitar. I was second chair lead guitar in Jesus Christ Superstar World Tour. Wow. I didn't belong there, but well, nobody told me and nobody told them. We'll get into that in just okay. a second here. The, uh, were you a good student in high school? Not particularly. I was okay. Did you have any favorite classes? Uh, oddly enough, I really enjoyed algebra. You're a math geek. Uh, yeah. And that, <laughs> that, and that comes back later in my life too. Well, and see, but math, it, you and I off the air talked about my son going mm-hmm. up through, uh, learning trombone and things like this. And he also was a math geek to the point of when he was in high school, he started a math tutoring business. Wow. And he learned very quickly that music is nothing but fractions. Learning notes, mm-hmm. quarter notes, half notes, uh, full notes, uh, whole notes. Everything mm-hmm. in a measure adds up to one. And most are binary, but also tonally, 
it's you know the uh, if you take a, a, a guitar uh, fretboard for example yeah uh, it's a logarithmic scale where the twelfth fret is the halfway point right and every time you cut that in half you go up another octave so yes very very similar you got your first guitar at eight or nine years old mm-hmm. when did you feel that music or the guitar was was going to be your livelihood I was boy you know it's funny because I don't know that there was ever a time I didn't think that okay so even before I played I mean my parents were trying to get me to play the accordion which is typical for for uh, mm-hmm. for Michigan is, is oh yeah is a, uh, a polka band <laughs> yes this it's a uh, uh, an extremely high mm-hmm. uh, Polish area very. Even even though you know I'm I'm from basically English and and Irish extraction, but but yes, and I lived in pretty much Polish neighborhood. My parents even rented an organ to get me to play that. Which I'm and looking back, I'm glad they did because when you have the keyboard laid out in front of you, you understand what music theory is all about. So it did help a lot that way. Even though, quite honestly, I just hated trying to practice that. And, you know, I'm playing all these hokey songs at the same time as I'm listening to Bobby Darrett and things like that. <laughs> I want to play this stuff, and you're making me do this. And we finally. Uh, we finally settled on, all right, you can play guitar, but you have to practice every week. Sure. And you've been practicing for, for <laughs> uh, no. 55 years? A little more. It's okay. <laughs> but, it, but yeah, and it got to the point probably not even a year later, they're going, would you please put that thing down? So when you were, uh, you got your first guitar... At least from personally, when I got my first guitar, I wanted to, I wanted to try to imitate some of the bands that I liked. Were there yeah. any uh, bands, uh, artists that you tried to imitate? Uh, about that time, Buddy Holly had probably just died around that time. But you know, I saw a Buddy on on Ed Sullivan, and I, I really liked Buddy Holly songs and and all the stuff that 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 was. I was born in fifty two, so that would have been about nineteen sixty, and, and Buddy died in fifty nine. And from about 1960 to 63 and into 64 was kind of almost a wasteland of popular music where you had a whole bunch of people who were trying to imitate Buddy Holly because he was the thing that was really going. And that was before the Beatles. But you had all sorts of interesting things going on there. You might have got the Beach Boys and things like that. So I started thinking like the Beach Boys. I don't know if I'd say I was trying to imitate them, but uh, but that's that's where the influences went. And all I knew was I wanted to play. And I would just, I, I'd hear a song and I'd go, okay. And if, if there was any one thing that just blew me away from that period of time, it would have probably been the Ventures. And such a guitar-oriented band and just amazing players. And they're playing these incredible songs walk don't run oh yeah it's i used to play in a surf slash oldies band wow. when, I, when i lived in california and the ventures of were, course were a tremendous uh-huh. uh, uh resource for for this band and oh, the, yeah. the the lead guitarist uh, uh john uh we were johnny and the moon dogs and, oh. and johnny was this wonderful guitarist mm-hmm. who but it's all about the sound. And oh yeah, he had this wonderful Strat guitar, and mm-hmm. and, and just had the uh, had enough of that slap echo to right. It's funny. My first really good guitar. Uh... You know, I had I had guitars. I had a small electric guitar with a small amplifier, and it was so and it was okay. But it was probably uh, sixty six or sixty seven. 
a friend of the family approaches my mother and says that he has a friend who has a guitar and amp that he's looking to sell. He needs money and so on. So I ended up with a 1963 Fender Jazzmaster. Oh, my. Which is the model above a Stratocaster. Yeah. Especially back in those days. And a Fender Super Reverb amp. Those are hard to find, too. Uh, and both of them, 1963 vintage. And... Uh, and so I came home one day, and that's what's in the living room. And I said, I don't care whose it is. I'm playing it, and I'm playing it now. <laughs> and uh, that's when I sort of hit a different gear on you know, playing more seriously and so on. Because now I have the equipment. I could go out, and I could play with anybody in town. I had enough equipment to do it, but I wasn't good enough to. Yeah. But I didn't know that. <laughs> Tell me about your first band. Oh, boy. Um Bunch of this would have been in high school, and we played high school dances. I don't even remember what we had different names. We I don't think we ever stuck on one name for more than one gig or two, but played you know at least a few gigs every month, and and I was learning, I was learning different songs at that point. We're you know we're learning Jefferson Airplane songs and things like that. But I had another side to me that a lot of my friends and a lot of people from that era didn't, where it was the singer-songwriter types. And I went back to, you know, Gordon Lightfoot and, uh, um, you know, John Denver and Peter, Paul, and Mary, and even going back as far as like Pete Seeger and Woody yeah. Guthrie and things like that. And I played a lot of that kind of stuff because I always had an acoustic guitar and I always liked it. And that's where I ended up too. I mean, I still have some electric guitars and so on, but for the most part, you know, it was, even then it was, I was more of a wooden player. When the Beatles started doing things like Norwegian wood, I, I glommed onto that in a hurry. And then, then you get into uh, uh, Buffalo Springfield and the birds. Mm -hmm. And uh, that leads into Crosby, Stills and Nash and the Eagles and so on. And that's, that's really where in popular music I went. And the nice thing is that's an amalgam of all those different styles. After high school, then you, you mentioned the world tour yeah. Of Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. How did that come about? I, I oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> Actually, uh, a friend of mine said, well, you're probably good enough. You ought to audition for this thing. And I couldn't tell my parents what I was doing. And I told them I was going down to Florida over uh, Easter break. And they weren't happy about that. But all right, just if you get thrown in jail, don't come running to us. I said, okay. And I, I went to New York instead, and uh -oh. I auditioned. And then uh, a few weeks later, I got a, I got the mail, snail mail, which is all we had then, yeah. that I've been accepted to be in New York, ready to rehearse on such and such a date. And it was like three days after commencement. And uh, so I, I announced to my parents that <laughs> uh, I'm leaving on such and such a date. And I handed them the envelope, says, this is what it's all about. And my my stepdad didn't talk to me for a year. <laughs> no, really? Oh, he wanted me to be a... Uh he wanted me to go uh, get a baseball scholarship, and I, I wasn't really good enough for a baseball scholarship. I wasn't good enough at music, but the way I figured it, I had a much better chance of making a living playing guitar than I did playing shortstop. So okay, so you, but but you had some game in in baseball then. Mm -hmm. All right. That's cool. So my brother, uh, my, he's my half-brother, though. We don't think each other that way. Yeah. He's 13 years younger than me. He really had the baseball 
uh, chops. He was really good. So you go on tour. What'd you learn from the tour? I learned how to play poker and a few other things I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> um, but I learned how to be a musician a lot more. I spent a lot of time, as they say, in the woodshed because I'm there playing with musicians who are anywhere from five to 30 years older than me that are really experienced. And when they're saying, hey, you ought to try doing this or you need to spend more time on this, I'd listen mm -hmm. and I'd concentrate on what they were trying to tell me. And not entirely, because when you're young, you want to do what you want to do. But I had a little bit of discipline thrown at me that way that otherwise I might not have had. This world tour went, where were some of the places you visited? Uh, well, we did all North America. Okay. Uh, well, I say that. We did United States and Canada. And uh, we did Western Europe. Um, and you were how old at the time? 18, 19, 20. Was there any place that sticks out in your mind going, you know what, I remember... Amsterdam. Real Amsterdam. <laughs> yes. They were very liberal in Amsterdam. And again, now we're getting into those, well, statute of limitations is out and I'm not in Amsterdam. <laughs> but no, they're just, you know, and I, I saw a lot more than I participated in. Okay. So I was like, no. And... A lot of the, the partying and so on got really old in a hurry for me. Thank goodness, because I know a lot of guys who, you know, I know a lot of guys that aren't alive right now because they couldn't stop partying. Didn't matter how talented they were. Uh, I think most of them died at 27. That would be... Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them, isn't there? The, the 27 Club, Jimi Hendrix, uh, Janis. Uh, Janis Joplin from Nirvana, uh, Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain, yeah. Amy Winehouse joined yeah. the 27 Club. Yeah, outlier so late. Most of them, that happened in the 70s. But And see, Buddy Holly fooled them all. He died when he was 21. Uh, Jim Crochet was in his 30s. But both of those were plane crashes as opposed to uh, uh, substance abuse. You've been in a number of bands, I would assume, since the world tour of uh, Oh, yeah. Jesus a few Christ. here and there. And uh, describe some of the... Uh, some of the, the some of the high points of your band, some of the low points of your band. <laughs> well, you know, I got to a point after you know, I did I did some touring behind several different artists and so on, and I decided to move back home. I was going to get married and so on, which I did. Uh, but uh, that meant that instead of playing in arenas or auditoriums, I'm playing a supper club or a nightclub, a dance hall, whatever. And this is in Detroit. And uh, I was playing in a, your basic rock band, probably in the mid-70s. And uh, a couple of the members of our band decided that they were mad that they didn't put up the name of our band on their sign with their letters. So they went, climbed up on the sign, and they changed the lettering to the name of our band. I don't remember what the name of the band was, but they got us fired. Oh, no. <laughs> So, who do you think you are? It's, I didn't. I, I didn't know they did it. I would have never allowed that. Yeah. And I, you know, I always ended up being the leader of the band, and I never understood why. That's the hard part, isn't it? it yeah. It's booking the gigs and then logistics. Mm -hmm. And then everybody thinks they deserve as much as you do for doing all that work, right? The band I was in in California, I was not the leader of the band, and so I would just show up. They'd tell me, okay, here's the set list and be here at this time. Uh, so I've never been the leader of a quartet, a quintet, what have you. And my it's a pain. what I was told is it's like, it's like herding cats. It is. Especially when you're at the gig and you take a break 
And everybody goes in all these different directions. Yeah. And then 15 minutes later, it's time to come back. And uh, where, where's Joe, the drummer? Well, it's kind of like that scene. Was it in Animal House where they went out to find Otis Day in the Nights and they opened the door and just billows of smoke come out. And there was a lot of that back in those days. Yes, it is very much like herding cats. For a while, I was I was in a band where even though I was a leader, I didn't have that much responsibility because we had a management company that would manage it. I had to push people and, and rope them into getting where they're supposed to be when we're on the road or whatever. But uh, they also, at that point, I had a little bit more of a hammer because... If you don't show up on time, I'm going to tell Judy, who was the manager, and she'll fire you. <laughs> so, and that seemed to work pretty well. But also, over time, you start working with a little, little more professional class of musician. You know, and I went from being in this super professional organization where everything is handled down to the millisecond for you, to where you start having to do that stuff all on your own. And eventually, you find out well, I can't really depend on this guy. As much as I can, this guy, I don't care which one of them is a better player. The guy who is an okay player that is there on time, has his equipment all set up, is much more valuable to me than somebody who is super gifted and spacey. Right. I just don't want to do that. That if, average player that you know is going mm-hmm. to be... Reliable. A, a good journeyman player as opposed to some some savant. Right. But, you know, and I don't, you know, I don't need, I don't need a savant back there. I need somebody that's going to play bass and, and be in the pocket. From your eight-year-old guitar all the way up to present day, you've been in several bands. You've done your own uh, albums. Uh, Mostly done solo work the last many years. How many albums has Wayne Willingham been either on or released under your own name? Oh, boy. Well, I did a lot of session work back in the uh, 70s, late 70s, early 80s, back in Detroit, before mm-hmm. I moved to Texas. Uh, and there's probably you know 15 or 20 where I'm heard in one way or another from okay. back then. Uh, but I didn't do any of my own recording then. And, and back then, it was expensive to get in a studio with a band. And again, you're back to herding cats. Right. Uh, but and it wasn't till in in 1996 I quit. I just totally left the music business. I had gotten into computer programming and IT, and had gotten good enough at it, and was making enough money at it. And I was just worn out from playing clubs. And I was doing a guitar solo the last you know eight ten years, probably even and and a lot more than that, either in solos or maybe a duet with a bass player or something. Mm-hmm. But in '96 I quit. Went into another business entirely, and I didn't even pick up a guitar again till uh, 2014. Wow! And you owned that business, didn't you? Yeah. You got to a point where you owned a, a yes. A business. I was I was I was a partner in it. There okay. Were, there were a few other owners, and some of them had more of it than me. But I I was I was my official title was founding partner. Okay, and so. that allowed you to uh, eat. to at least create a comfortable living and uh uh, from what i understand the 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 business has been sold so uh you're you're now retired from that business yep you're back as a singer songwriter yeah it's there was an overlap i had gotten back into Mm -hmm. you know playing and uh, and started really getting a little bit more serious about songwriting which is really what i wanted to do even way back in 1970 whatever but uh 
making a living sometimes gets in the way of what you really want to do. We're talking with local musician Wayne Willingham, and we're going to stop right here and pick up the rest of the interview in two weeks. I'm hoping that if we ask nicely, he will serenade us with a song. So be sure to look for that. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, it's Mansfield News, Talk and Information, and we will talk in studio with Dr. Jared Wood. He's an associate professor and director of the Dinosaur Science Museum at Southwestern Adventist University, just down the road in Keen. The show will be released on Wednesday, January 13th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just to enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com, we will never send you any spam. We promise. About Mansfield is recorded at Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. Hosts Steve Casillo and Colleen Daniel. Reporters Stacy Main and Dennis Webb. City Council Recap Casey Lewis. School Board Recap Courtney Lackey Wilson. Home Improvement Feature Terry Radswin. Sports Tommy Cummings. Post Production Editing, Mixing, and Mastering Steve Casillo. We thank you all for listening again. Happy New Year on behalf of the entire news team. I'm Steve Casillo, and this is About Mansfield. Mansfield.